0: Well, turn in the scriptures to John 14 and verse 21. John 14 and verse 21. Jesus said, the master said, he that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. Do you love him? How many to hold up a hand and say, I love Jesus. I don't care who sees and knows. I love the Lord. Well, you saying you love him, is that the strongest indicator that you do? Actually, it's not. What's the real indicator that you do? He that has my commandments and keeps them. He it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now if you're visiting with us, we are worked up about this Jesus manifesting himself to us. We are uh, virtually hyper about it. We are (laughs) hyper expectant hyper excited because Jesus showing up is just as good as it gets. That It just don't get no better than that. How many know what the highlight of eternity is? What is the highlight of heaven? What is the highlight of glory? You first get there, I don't know what you're going to see. You might see the streets of gold. You might see the walls. You might see the crystal river of life you might see this and that you might see angels you might see Daniel you might see Moses but you know what's going to be in your mind all the time you see in that what are you going to be thinking oh this is amazing this is good Uh, but I want to see Jesus I want to see him is that right and how many know when you see him you will not be disappointed you will not go oh yeah that's him Ah yeah, oh that's not—he's nice. Are you, no, uh, no, no, no. No, he is the rose of Sharon. He—he's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He, the Alpha, the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's everything. He's everything. It's, you can talk in tongues and you can't tell it. He. And when you see him. He will so far exceed everything that you ever imagined and it'll continue to be that way increasingly throughout eternity. You'll never see all of him and grow tired of him. You'll never see everything go, well, that's it. You know, we've been seeing amazing things for the last 10,000 years and we finally come to the, the end and he is amazing, but you know, this is it. No, there'll never be this is it. The Bible said throughout the ages to come, throughout the ages to come, He will show us, He's going to reveal to us, manifest to us, the exceeding riches of His grace. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're not excited about Jesus and you don't understand why we are, there needs to be changes in your life. First of all, you've got to understand this, just going to church doesn't save you. Just being baptized in water alone doesn't save you. Shaking the preacher's hand, putting your name on a roll doesn't save you. It's sad, but there's going to be a whole lot of people that went to church regularly and they're going to go to hell. They believe in God, they're going to go to hell. I said, surely you're wrong. No, read the Bible. No. How can you tell? If you've passed from death unto life, that love is in you with that love you love the brethren but it's the love that came from him and deep calls unto deep and you love the Lord Hmm? he's not just a historical figure to you like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington Jesus Christ of Nazareth no, no, he's the Lord he's your master he's closer than any friend's ever been do you love the Lord? If you don't, come to Him today. Bow your knee and bow your... You don't have to wait for an altar call right where you sit. You can say, oh Jesus, I believe in you. I want to know you like this. I want you to be... That's what this verse is talking about. I want you to be real to me like this. And He will... Now He told you to believe on Him. And if you'll believe on Him, that you keep in His Word. And He'll reveal and manifest Himself to you. Put it up on the screen, the amplified version of verse 21, please. Let's remind ourselves, amplified verse 21. The person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. Whoever really loves me will be loved of my Father. I too will love him. I will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. There are many on the planet. God's not real to them at all. Far as they can tell, there is no God. And it's because they don't believe in Him. They don't love Him. They don't do His words. They don't keep His words. And a lot of them, their attitude is, well, prove to me that God is real, and I'll believe on Him, and I'll do it. It doesn't work that way. You can't dictate to Him how to do it. He told you, believe on Him, and He'd reveal Himself to you. You can't turn it around and tell him, no, he's got to do it your way. No. If you don't believe, you won't be established, you won't enjoy, you won't see. None of this will be real to you. All you'll have is a heady, intellectual, fleshy life, just like there is no God. Oh, but if you'll press in, if you'll say, I do believe, if you'll say, I don't understand it, but if he said it, it's right. And if he told me to do it, I'm going to do it. If he told you to do something and you turn around and do something else, that proves you love something else more than you love him. You love somebody else. Sometimes it's yourself. You want to do it your way, so you love yourself more than you love him. But if you do love him more, then you'll put yourself aside. You'll put your flesh under. You won't let other people uh, dictate to you what the will of God is. You'll do what he said. And he, what did he say will happen when you do that? He will show himself. To you. Make himself real to you. Are you excited about this? Glory to God. We'll go over to the fifth chapter. We've been going through Jesus' words. And stirring ourselves up. Do we know this? Are we doing it? Because we're confident. That when we do. He's going to do this. He's going to manifest himself to us. In this fifth chapter of John, we saw this miraculous healing of the man at the pool. Supernatural. Now, if you don't believe in the supernatural, if you don't believe in the Spirit, how can you even be saved? The gospel is about miracles. The whole Bible is full of miracles, isn't it? If you don't believe in miracles, then you don't believe in the virgin birth. If you don't believe in miracles, you don't believe Jesus is raised from the dead. And if you don't believe that, you're not a Christian. You're not saved. Impossible. So if you are a Christian, you are, by nature of being a Christian, you are a believer. Believers believe in God, His Word, His Holy Spirit, His angels, His power. So this passage tells us an angel came down. You believe in angels? You believe they're real? Yes. Certainly they are. Just as real as you. But their spirit beings. Came down and stirred up the pool. Now you couldn't see. But there wouldn't be a breeze blowing. And all at once this pool starts moving. I don't know whether the angel put his hand in there and swirled it around. Or put his foot in there. Or just dove in and took a lap. I don't know. <laughs> or did it some other way. I don't know. But he did it. And all these people know that this miraculous thing happens sometimes and ever so often it must not have known when or they wouldn't have went every day that it just went on that day. But there are all five porches of them laying around this pool. Everybody's close as they can get to the pool like a bunch of turtles sitting on a log in the sun. <laughs> close to the pool. And if you even hear a splash or a drip, plop, you hear plop, 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 splash, splash, splash. Sick people <laughs> falling in, jumping in everywhere. Because it didn't make any difference if you were born without something or if you were incurable cancer or, or whatever it might be. First one in, totally, instantly, completely healed. And they knew it. And that's why all these people were out there. Well, Jesus walks to one individual under this porch and says to him some things and does some things. And that man is instantaneously raised up and healed and made whole after 38 years of suffering without the stirring of the pool. And it didn't stir the pool, but it stirred up the whole community. (laughs) It stirred up the religious leaders in a not good way. And skip down in John 5 to verse, oh, about 16 or so. John 5, 16. Therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them and said, My father works hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said to them, Verily, verily, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. Now, what's he talking about? Specifically, talking about how the man at the pool got healed. Isn't he? Now, Jesus had so much trouble about people being healed on the Sabbath day. (laughs) From a mental standpoint, you think if he could have just ministered to them the day before (laughs) or the day after and not had to deal. And some might think, well, he could have done it any day he wanted to. No, he couldn't. And that rubs a lot of religious people the wrong way. Well, no, preacher, he's Jesus. He can do whatever he wants to. He said different. Now, you need to pay attention to what he said. What he said. See, get it from the whole perspective. These religious leaders are bearing down on him. Because this happened on this day. And what is he telling them? He said, I can of my own self do I didn't choose to heal this man on this day. I didn't pick this man. Now this sounds strange to our ears because we've heard religious stuff. Jesus, though he was and is and always will be the Son of God, he didn't operate in the omniscience of God on the earth. He didn't operate in the omnipotence of God on the earth. He operated as a man. Became like other men, Philippians said. He laid aside his mighty weight and power and glory. (laughs) have some of you looking at me real funny. Put your eyes on this page. Read this verse again. What did Jesus say he could do? This is not me talking now. This is not you talking. What did Jesus say? What did he say? Jesus said, Verily, verily, if he'd have said it, it would have been true. If he'd have put one verily on it, it would have been true. <laughs> he puts two. What does that mean? You better pay attention to this. Verily, verily I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. So Jesus is saying, I didn't just decide to walk over there and do that. I didn't just decide to do that on this day. What did he say? I can't do it of myself, but what I see the Father do. Oh, So what do we know? We know he saw that. He saw it. Now we've been through this before. We say he saw the Father do it. In John 14, we're about to read in just a minute. He said, the Father in me, he does the works. So we know he saw himself do it. As we would say. So why wouldn't he say I saw myself do it? Because it wasn't him that did it. And it's really important we keep it straight. But the father was doing it. How? In him. Through him. So when he saw the father do it. How did the father do it? Through him. So he saw himself do it. And yet it wasn't him. He must have seen himself go over to that man. Five porches full of people. Why that man? He saw himself go to that man. He must have heard himself say those things to that man. And he said, I can't just do that because I want to. (laughs) Oh, brother. We're bumping up against religion today, aren't we? Because people want to say, oh, no, no. Jesus can do anything he wants to. Read the verse. Put your eyes on this verse. What did Jesus say he could do as himself? You believe it or not? He did what he did also as our example. Now you know that you and I can't just go and heal a man when we decide to. What can we do? We can of our own self do nothing. That's the state of all And didn't the Bible say he became like other men? He was tempted in all points just like us. Well, now, if he didn't operate like us, he wouldn't have known what it was to be like us and to be unable. That's right. Unless he became just like us, he couldn't have been tempted in all points. He couldn't have been tempted to feel like a failure and so helpless and hapless like we have felt. How could he know that? Because he became just like us. And he had to be anointed. Well if he's operating as the omnipotence of God. He's the anointer. The anointer doesn't need to be anointed. And yet he needed to be anointed. Had to be anointed. Now what did he go on to say? The son can do nothing of himself. But what? What can he do? What can he do? He can't do anything of himself. But he can do what he sees the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him. Does that sound familiar to you? that sound like our text? The Father loves the Son and shows him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. He said, you're all worked up over this. He's going to show me some other things. And I'm gonna be able to do them, and it's gonna blow your socks off. You gonna marvel. And how's he gonna do it? The Father is going to show him. Now go to 14th chapter, please. 14th chapter, verse 8. Philip said to the Lord, to Him, Lord. What? What does he want? Show, show us the Father and it'll suffice us. We'll be satisfied. Why did he say that? Jesus is talking about the Father all the time. The Father, the Father, the Father, the Father. They heard this so much until it's just built up in them so big until Philip hollers out. Well, Jesus, show us the Father. (laughs) We want to see Him. Show us the Father. Is He sincere? Does he want to see? Can you relate? Then relate with the rest of it. What did Jesus say? Verse 9. Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you? And you've not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? What do you mean, Show me something? You've been seeing. Friend, this is for every one of us. I said, this is for every one of us. People like us that are getting a glimpse of these things that is possible, where immediately your mind begins to think, oh, oh, I want to see, I want to see. Show me, show me, show me. But we've already been seeing. Just not paying attention to it. Not esteeming it. Not giving place to it. The seeing is already there. Had they been seeing for years being with him? And they're thinking, well, what it is we need to see. Lord, you got to show us this. He said, you've been seeing. If you've seen me, you've seen him. You saw the Father. Keep reading. Believest thou not that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me? The words I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me. He does the works. Believe me that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, everybody looking at this, look up on the screen with me. Verily, verily, Jesus said, I say unto you, another two verily: he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Is it possible the works he did we can do? Is it possible? How much of the works? Just the preaching works? Just the telling people about the gospel works? That's what a lot of people have narrowed it down to. What does the works mean? Like we said in first service, I mean... If they say, What do you want on your cheeseburger? And you say, I give me the works. What does that mean? It means <laughs> you want everything. You want everything on there. Well, when he says the works, what's he talking about? He's talking about everything that Jesus did the anointed preaching and teaching, the healings, the miracles, the signs, the wonders. Is it true? Who is this for? He that believes on me. Not just three or four amazing superstar uh, hyper spiritual people that can quote the whole Bible and pray night and day. Not just a few handful of ministers or, or not just no, who? Who? He that believes on me. Who is that? Do you believe on him? Then is it possible the same kind of things that happen in Jesus' life and ministry, like him walking up to that pool and talking to that man, can that kind of thing happen in your life? Yes. Most churchgoers don't believe that. They just don't. They relegate all of that into a category that's unattainable to them. That was Jesus, the Son of God. And they imply he did it as God. And you're not God, so ain't no way you can do it. Well, if he did it as God, how am I going to understand that verse? How can I believe that verse if he did it as God? He that believes on me, well, I do. The works I do, shall he do also, huh? (laughs) Yeah, but he's God. I'm not God. How am I going to do what he did? Oh, but if he did it as a man, with no unfair advantage over me and you. If he did it by the Holy Spirit, and he would give us that same Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, can you see? The glorious possibilities of you and I having the same kind of life. And having the same kind of things happen in our life that happened with him. So number one, you got to believe it's possible. For you to have the same kind of things happen in your life. Yeah. Even though maybe you're not a preacher, maybe you know you don't know any Greek words, doesn't matter. You got to believe. The same kind of things you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that happen with Jesus can happen with you. Will you accept that? Will you will you receive this word? This is not something Keith Moore came up with. This is John fourteen twelve. Red letters. Put it back up on the screen. I want you to go on record with me on this. How many say I believe that verse right there? I believe. I believe what Jesus said. You believe that? Yes. Then do you believe that the same kind of things that happened in Jesus' life—those spiritual things, those supernatural things, those amazing things—can happen with you? Yes. Do you? Will you accept that? Yes. Will you believe that? Yes. Say it out loud. The same works, the same works. he did. I can, do I can do by His grace. By his grace. You believe it? Yes. Believe it. No matter if you can't see how, just believe what He said. And that's a big first step. If you believe it, you're already on your way. Yes. Expecting. Well, with Him revealing Himself and manifesting Himself in our life, that's what it is. But that's going to be the same kind of things that happened in His ministry in life. Now go back with me to the 8th chapter. If we believe this part, we've made this first crucial step. Believing that yes, it's supposed to be that way. The works that he did, I'm supposed to be having. Same kind of things. If you got that, you ready for the next part. How did he do it? Because if I'm going to do it, I got to know how he did it. I got to believe he did it as a man, but I still got to find out how he did it. He's already told us, but I want us to go into more detail. How did he do? Come right back to the man at the pool of Bethesda. How did he do that? Let's stop right here. First of all, if he was here and you'd say, Lord, how'd you do that? He would correct you. Wouldn't he? What would he tell you? He'd say, I didn't do it. I can't do anything of myself. I couldn't as of walking in the flesh. Today's a different story. But, but as he walked as a man, he would tell you, no, the Father in me, he did it. How many of the Lord tell you exactly what's in this book today? If you're talking to him face to face, he would not tell you one thing any different. Because the truth can't change. And if you said, Lord, how did you do that? He's already told us. What did he say? I can't do anything of myself, but what I, I see. So he must have seen himself go over to that man. He must have heard himself say those things to that man. Had do of. How are we going to have the works of Jesus in our life? Same way. Seeing and hearing him. Now, have you found John 8? People have, God's people, have overspectacularized the seeing and hearing, like all of the supernatural. I know, as a Pentecostal boy, not knowing much, I knew speaking in tongues was right. My grandmother spoke in tongues, and my mother spoke in tongues, and several people around me. My dad didn't at the time. My granddad didn't at the time. So you'd get the idea, well, a few people can, few people can't. And all we were taught was tearing. And so we didn't know about receiving. I'm thankful for what we did know. I'm not knocking anything. How many of us a lot we don't know right here, right now? <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. Friday night we got into that. We're going to talk about what we do know. What we do have, because in his light, that's how you get more light. My grandmother got filled with the Holy Spirit out in the cotton field with a cotton sack around her shoulder. (laughs) Started talking in tongues. Running down the road. (laughs) Glory to God. How many of the Holy Ghost is everywhere? He's He's everywhere. He's in the cotton field. (laughs) I knew it was right because I knew her and I knew her life. And I knew she wouldn't put on be a bunch of fake stuff. This was real. And so I got hungry, especially in my teenage years. I got hungry because I wasn't filled. And oh, man, I tarried. Y'all have heard my testimony if you've been around. I mean, I was a champion tarrier, brother. I mean, sometimes I start tarrying at 9.30. I still be tarrying at 2.30 in the morning. I tarried. Didn't receive that way. But one of the biggest things that hindered me was me over-spectacularizing speaking in tongues. In my mind, I had this thing built up that it was something completely apart from me. And I kept telling people, well, now, you know, they said, well, how's it coming with you tearing to receive? I said, well, you know, I sure want to. But I tell you one thing now, if you ever hear me talking in tongues, it won't be me. And, you know, I don't want to put on anything and it won't be me. Well, I didn't didn't have enough sense to realize the Bible said they were all filled with the Spirit and they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now you may think I've digressed, but I haven't. Go to 1 Corinthians. Hold your place there. You're in John 8, right? Hold that place and go to 1 Corinthians 14, please. I could quote it, but I want it to register on you. Let your eyes set on it. Mark it. 1 Corinthians 14. Jesus said in verse 14, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, if I pray in a tongue, unknown is added by the translators, unknown to you, but not unknown, period. If I pray in a tongue or unknown tongue, my spirit prays. Everybody say that out loud. When I speak, in a, In a tongue. My spirit, My spirit is, praying. is praying. My spirit, My spirit is, speaking. is speaking. Now see, people try to make that the Holy Ghost. They try to say, the Holy Ghost is talking. But that's not what the scripture said. <laughs> see how many of you looking at me? Half the crowd had to look back down at scripture. Wait a minute, wait. Am I reading it right or not? What did it say? My spirit. My spirit. Go to Acts 2 4, where this all started. Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost. They were in one place, one accord. When the day was fully come, what happened? Verse 4. You know, prior to that, there appeared unto them, cloven tongues, like as a fire, set upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost began to speak. No? no. Uh-uh. Who was filled? They were, they were. Come on, I know we got some English majors in here too. Look at the construction. Who's the subject? They. they. Who got filled? They. they. Who began to speak? They. they. They got filled. They begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit is not speaking. He's given them utterance so they can speak. Are you with this now? The utterance is not coming out of their head, out of their intellect, and yet it's not the Holy Ghost speaking. It's their Spirit speaking. We need mind renewal on this, don't we? In my ignorance, I was convinced it was the Holy Ghost speaking. And I wasn't going to get in His way. And I didn't want it to be me. And so for years, I didn't speak. Because I keep waiting on Him to speak through me like a radio speaker or something. He's just going to take me over and do something apart from me. But that's not what the Bible says. Did it? When you're speaking in an unknown tongue. Who's speaking? You are. Your spirit. Now the Holy Ghost is helping you. He's giving you the utterance. But it's you doing the speaking. And if you don't speak. You won't be speaking. Because it's you the one that's going to be speaking. <laughs> and there were times. The Holy Ghost would come on us. In the altar tarrying. Looking back now, i just shake my head. He'd come on us. I remember one time all the men would get on one side and all the women would get on the other side. And we're tarrying, 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 tarrying. Brothers hit me in the back going, hold on, hold on. Other brothers say, turn loose, turn loose. Everything we know him to do. I tried everything. Man, I shaved off my mustache. Somebody said, if you'll do this. I said, okay, hey, I'll do it, you know. But... That's not it. And one night we're up there tearing, and I mean the Spirit of God came so strong on me. I just draped over the altar, you know, the altar, cushion, bench top. I'm just bent over. I can hardly raise my head. And I heard ka-plump, ka-plump. Ka-plump. I looked around, all the men around me just fell out under the power. <laughs> and yet I just kept on saying, Oh God, give me the Holy Ghost. Oh God. Oh, I got you. Well, you don't know the word. You don't know how to pray in tongues. What you gonna say? You can't say much. (laughs) You just gotta say it over and over again. But the Lord looks at your heart. He looks at your heart. (laughs) And looking back now, He's all over me. He's all over me. And I'm saying, give me the Holy Ghost. He's going, hello. Hey, it's me. Hey, and I'm going, oh, give me the Holy Ghost. That's just like Philip going, oh, God, you got to show us something. Lord, you got to show us. He said, boy, you've been seeing something night and day. Isaiah prophesied this. It's quoted some nearly half dozen times in the New Testament. The scripture said, having eyes, they see not. And having ears, they don't hear. How many know this has been the case again and again and again? We're seeing, but we don't realize what we're seeing. We're hearing, but we don't realize what we're hearing. He's here. It's so easy. But if you make it into some kind of hard thing and you try to overspectacularize it. And see, I kept making tongues this hard thing, this amazing, I overspectacular. And when I finally did speak in tongues, thank God I got some word in me about it. And when I, I spoke in tongues and I stopped and I thought, no, nah, this can't be it. I mean, because Sister So-and-so, when she got filled, she saw a bright light. It came through and it hit her in the head. And she rolled under the <laughs> pew and sang in tongues for two hours. And I hardly feel anything. The Bible didn't say you'd feel a bunch of stuff. That's right. You may, you may not. <laughs> but see, people, men, women, add all this stuff in their mind. And the same thing is people have taken the highest levels of seeing like an open vision, where you just see into the realm of the Spirit, or a trance that you fall into, or an angelic visitation, and when they hear the word see, that's all they think of. And yet, the day-to-day way you and I are supposed to see and hear, it's not as spectacular, but it's spiritual. And it's real, and it's the way we're supposed to be operating all the time. In John 8, go back there, John 8, Jesus said to some of the most religious people of his day, verse 36, he said, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed, John eight thirty 37, he said, I know you're Abraham's seed, because they kept hollering about that, but you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father where did he get his doctrine his teaching his preachings all you got to do is turn back like one page seventh chapter and the 15th verse 715 the jews marveled and they said how knows this man letters having never learned jesus didn't go to seminary he didn't have uh degrees in divinity verse 16 Jesus answered them I studied a lot (laughs) and I really really prayed huh a lot of people say I've seen preachers do this somebody go man boy that was a powerful revelation and they look all stern and go yeah while others was playing I was praying and you go, just shake you, and think, "Well, you're done getting revelation, because you took credit for something He did. You can study till your eyeballs turn into raisins, and you fall out of the chair, and get nothing. Get ask me how I know." <laughs> You can learn every Greek definition and Hebrew and Chaldee and everything else, and it be dead as a doornail and empty as last year's bird nest. (laughs) And dry, dry, dry. You don't, you, me, none of us have any life giving revelation unless the Lord reaches in and opens your eyes and lets you see it. Now, we need to study, we need to pray. You know that. It gives God an opportunity. But when he shows you something. Don't be a fool. And go off talking about how you studied it out and got it. How you prayed it out and figured it out. No. He showed it to you. You could have never got it in a thousand years. He showed it to you. How many know if Jesus said no, no. It's not mine. What did he say? Read it. My doctrine is not mine. But it's his that sent me. Glory to God. Is the Master saying, the Father gave it to me. He revealed it to me. He showed it. Where would you get all these things you're teaching, Jesus? He said, the Father gave it to me. He showed it to me. Go back to John 8. He said, 8, 38. I speak that which I have seen with my Father. Do you believe Jesus had spiritual vision? That he saw and he heard. Was this the key? To the powerful works that happened in his life. It was. He said so himself. But so many times when you hear that. You think oh well Jesus is probably having open visions. Virtually every day. He's probably seeing angels right and left. Well there were some spectacular things that happened. We know that. But it would be a mistake to assume. That that's how it all happened. Day and night. On a regular basis. Why? Read the rest of the verse. He said, I speak what I have seen with my father. You do that which you have seen with your father. He's contrasting his seeing to their seeing. Are they seeing the devil in front of them on a daily basis? Are they having the devil sit down with them at the table and hearing an audible voice of the devil? No, they're not. No. And yet they're seeing him and doing things and bad things are resulting. We're talking about spiritual sight, spiritual seeing, but a lot of it's not as spectacular as people have made it out to be. And the connection and the key is the mind. Go with me to Romans 8, please. I think I can close here in just a couple of minutes. But I don't want to short you either. Romans 8. I tell you, before you read that. 1 Corinthians 2. And then we'll back up to Romans 8. I think you'll get more out of it that way. 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. And verse 9. As it is written. I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. But, people just stop right there, don't they? They don't quote the rest. But, God has what? He has revealed them to us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man save or accept the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. And we receive not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Did we, have we received the Holy Spirit? Yes. Does he have a ministry to us? Yes. What is his ministry to us? To show us to show us uh mm, mm, mm uh can you hold three places at once then go to uh 16th chapter of John I'm not through with first Corinthians 2 John 16:13 what does it say when the spirit of truth is come what will he do he'll guide you into all truth for he'll not speak of himself but whatever he hears that sounds like what Jesus said See, everybody operates this way. From the head of the church down. All works this way. You've got to see it. And you've got to hear it. And then you say it and you do it. Whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will, he will show you. Does the Spirit show you things? This had not been real enough to us. Does the Spirit show you things? Said out loud, yes. How often does He show you things? On a continuous basis. Does this mean you're falling into a trance all the time? No. Does it mean you're having an open vision, seeing angels all the time? No. That may happen, but most of the time you're going to have to walk by faith. The Lord's called us to walk by faith. But that doesn't mean you're not seeing. There's a spiritual seeing that's supposed to be a regular thing with us. It's not as spectacular as what people have thought about. But it's the Lord showing us things. See, he told them, he said, you're doing what you see with your father. Well, they're not having open visions of the devil. But they're seeing something. What are they seeing? Well, what they're seeing right now is how they can hurt Jesus. They're sitting around, they're staying up nights, thinking how they can get him out of the way. And how they can get him removed from there? They're trying to figure out how to kill him. And how many know you get to wanting to do something like that, and you're open? Don't you think the devil has given them ideas yeah. how to get this done? I mean, at some point they saw how they could turn him over to Pilate. Right. Where'd that come from? Yeah. I said, where'd that come from? Somebody saw that, yeah. didn't he? That they could accuse him of trying to usurp you know Caesar's authority they could get him in trouble that way and get him executed that way and they saw that somebody saw that in their bedroom didn't they that doesn't mean they had an open vision and heard the devil talking in an audible voice but they saw it and it was real spiritual sight but from the wrong source And they went and said what they had heard themselves saying in their mind and they did what they saw themselves doing and it set things in motion and Jesus was crucified. Same spiritual principle that Jesus saw himself walk over to that man and say, rise, take up your bed and walk. Do you see it, friends? He went on to say, and he will show you things to come. He will glorify me for he shall receive of mine and do what with it? Showing. He's already said show it, but he says it again. He will show it to you. Then he says it for what, the third or fourth time? All things that the Father has are mine. That's what we're hollering about Friday night, wasn't it? Yes. Therefore said I, he shall take of mine and do what? it. <laughs> If you had to use a phrase to sum up the Holy Spirit's ministry to us night and day, what is it? He's just showing you things. Showing you. Showing you the truth. Showing you the way. Showing you the life. Showing you. Showing you. Showing you you the will of God. And you don't have to fall into a trance. You don't have to see an angel. What you do have to do is look in instead of out. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Romans 8, 5. The mind is the key. The mind. Verse 5 says, They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit, in other words, they mind the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. And peace. What's the connection? What makes you carnal or spiritual? If you walk after the flesh, you're minding the things of the flesh. What do you do with your mind? You don't think abstract stuff. When you think, you see. Don't you? You don't think in letters. You think in pictures. When you think, you see. There's an outward man, there's an inward man. And you can see outwardly or you can see inwardly. We already know how to see. We've already seen both directions. We've been seeing more than we've been paying attention to. What we've got to do is learn how to purposely look inside and let the Lord show us things. And when we see them, even though they're not open visions, to realize this is from the Lord. And act on it. And in situation after situation. I know the other week we are preaching about it. And I saw inside myself, I saw a mother, a young mother and a sick baby. And she's praying and praying and don't know what to do. And her baby just keeps staying sick. And she's praying and all at once she saw herself go over to that crib and lay hands on that baby. And rebuke that fever. Oh come on glory to God. This is not an apostle. This is a mama taking care of her baby. But she's a believer. She's got the Holy Ghost. And what does the Holy Ghost do? And so all she had to do then is walk over there and do what she saw. And say what she heard herself say, and the baby instantly, the fever left it. It quit crying, and it felt good, and it was fine. And yet, she's not the one that did it. She saw herself do it, but she didn't see her do it. It was the Holy Ghost in her that did it. It was Jesus in her that did it. But He did it through her. And the way she knew to do it and say it was she saw it. And she heard it. This is available to every, every, every child of God. If you believe on Him, the works He did, you'll do. Same kind of works. Hebrews 4.12. You hear the word carnal. Carnal uh, is the word for flesh or meat. Like carny, spirit, and flesh. We have, we are and have both. We've learned how to be connected to this. This is our outer part. We have an inner part. And the part that connects between the outer and the inner is the soul, which includes the mind. And it's with the mind that you see. Now, if you really want to get into this, son, this would be interesting to you. Did you know you really don't see with these things, these eyeballs? All this is is like a lens on a camera, your whole eye apparatus. It takes images, turns it into a chemical (laughs) signature, sends it to regions of your brain, and it goes beyond that where you can't see with a microscope. Your mind gets that. And decides what it saw. It decides what was reflected off of these two orbs. Well, just like you can look outward, you have the same ability with your mind to look in. Oh, can you see this? All most people ever do is do this. But that's what 2 Corinthians 4.18 says. We look not at those things that are seen. But at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen. Talking about outwardly. They're temporal. They're changing. and subject to change. But the things that are not seen. They are eternal. Can you and I develop in looking at the unseen? Can we develop in looking in. Instead of just looking out. This passage describes the division of the inner man I've heard a lot of people try to divide spirit, soul and body and some of the things they say I don't know of any scripture for and yet it's become popular you got to watch about just picking up something that somebody said if the Bible didn't say it how do you know it's true but this is Bible the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit I mean I don't have to tell you about your body you know about your body You got, when I say body, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right here. But spirit and soul, you also are spirit and have soul. How do you understand that? Right here he gives us the perfect illustration. He said the word can divide soul and spirit. So they must not be the same. Soul and spirit must not be the same. They can be divided. And of the joints and marrow. That's flesh. That's body. And is a discerner of the thoughts. Thoughts. Somebody say thoughts. Thoughts, thoughts and intents of the heart. What is joint and uh, marrow? It compares. Joint compares to soul. Marrow compares to Spirit. How many know the order of the words important too? He didn't just say things indiscriminately. Now think about this. The joint or the bone is touching both the flesh on this side and the marrow on this side. How many know the bone or the joint is touching both sides at the same time? At your soul, which includes your mind. We just got through reading in Romans 8. I can touch the flesh with my mind. Or I can be spiritually minded. I can look out with my mind. And only be aware of this. Or I can look in. I don't know whether you know this or not. But this is a breakthrough day for us. This is breakthrough revelation. Can you see yourself doing things like what happened at the pool of Bethesda? So how could I ever do that? You can't. But if you can see it. He can do it through you. Oh, hallelujah. And all you and I got, we've already been seeing things. We've already been seeing things, just not paying attention to it. Now, not everything that comes across your mind is from God. You do understand that, right? You can get stuff from out here. Oh, but there's a greater one inside you. He's the Holy Ghost. Tell me again what his ministry is. To show you, to show you. That's night and day. That's not just once in a while having a great epiphany. That's night and day. He's supposed to be showing you things. Coming up in you. And coming up into your mind. And I don't care what it is. It may be a situation at work. It may be in your marriage. With your spouse. With your mom. With your dad. With your money. And you're puzzled. You can't fix it. You don't know what to do. But instead of looking out here and asking everybody and their brother. you got the greater one inside you right here. Learn to look inside and get quiet. Turn off your radio. Turn off your TV. Turn off your cell phone and your computer and get quiet. Amen. And look inside here. And you might not see it in the beginning, but you just keep looking and you just keep looking. You keep waiting on him. You keep expecting and something will come up in you and you'll hear yourself saying certain words. You'll see yourself going and doing a certain thing and you just know when you see it in here. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. And there's no need in you trying to take credit of it because you know you didn't think it up. You're actually not seeing you. You're seeing Him in you. Take care of this. Now all you got to do is have the faith and the courage to go out and say it. And to go out and do it. And when you do, the mighty power of God will meet you and show up and give you favor and go before you and confirm His Word with signs and wonders following. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah? Amen. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Just lift your hands, begin to praise Him, Saints. Begin to give Him thanks. This ministry has been brought to you today, free of charge, by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.